0: You have repeatedly we, criticized the, the vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left-wing extremist right. groups. But are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups sure. and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland? Pause. This was the moment where Donald J. Trump our president of the United States had a chance to unite us all as Americans. Yet and still, he continued to fan the flames of bigotry, hatred, racism, and division. He took that moment to call out a non-white supremacist group. He took that moment not to condemn white supremacy. Listen.
1: Oh
2: Stand back and stand by, but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left, because this is not a right-wing problem, this is a left-wing This is a left-wing problem.
0: You're listening to the Strange Fruit Podcast, where we discuss topics that deal with black lives on a day-to-day basis. You know the things that you want to say, but you can't say? Well, that's what we're here for. Be sure to check out our Facebook page, the Strange Fruit Podcast Facebook page.
1: Welcome to the Strange Fruit Podcast. This is Nikki Bricks. This is Agent I'm joined by...
2: This is Agent Neely. Bishop Green.
1: All right. So welcome for so tonight... We're going to talk about a couple of things i'm going to start it off and um talk with you to you guys about a little thing called storm now one of the reasons i want to talk about stormfront is because i've been you know everybody's talking about defund the police and i've been seeing a whole lot lately online um where all of these different videos that are coming with uh you know the police uh, brutality and the specific things they're doing some of the tactics and the moves that they're doing. Some of how vicious they seem. I saw a video where um looks like police officer was in Miami Gardens where he had accosted the girl that had pulled her out of her car and the police officer is like taking the taser and literally like jabbing it into her stomach. she's pregnant and she ends up miscarrying the baby. Wow. Another one where the police officer literally is like jumps on the person's back with his chokehold. So I'm seeing these same tactics and I think what it brought to my attention, um, well, not attention, but just something that I've known, uh, you know, about for a while that is right under our noses and that is not being talked about in the media, and that is the actual alt-right white nationalist movement that has been going on since the late 90s. I call it like Klan 2.0. So I'm going to give a little historical context about it and we can get into it and really talk about it. So... In 1995, one of the men who uh, was a former clan grandmaster started an organization called Stormfront. It was endorsed by uh, David Duke. Um, and basically, it was a, an online bulletin that was supporting David, David Duke, and they called it uh, Stormfront. And the founder was, uh, his name was Don uh, Black. And he found this website. This is back when the websites had that whole little like forum look. They weren't as robust as they are now. Look like, you know, you have forums and, um, you know, you click a topic, looks like a chart, and you go in there and people do comments and stuff. And so what happened is that this guy, Don Black, started it, who used to be a Klan wizard. He was also a member of a, a national socialist white people's party. Um, he was in prison, and that's when he learned computer technology. So he started this online bulletin. What is um, so important to note about the Stormfront online um, forum is that it grew to be one of, the, basically, the largest uh, white nationalist online forum. Like they boasted over like three hundred thousand members. They had one hundred and twenty thousand active members. A lot of the white nationalist groups that you see now, like Boogaloo, Boogaloo Boys, Proud Boys, uh, White Knights, they spring off from Stormfront. And what was so interesting about Stormfront? I remember um, circa 2001, getting going into the Stormfront um, rabbit hole on accident. I just had my first baby, was at home, and started going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> and on this forum there's some things that are that are front we're facing but for the most part uh they vet membership to make sure that you are a um white uh christian um number two is their intellectual approach back in they started in 95 but this is me looking at it in 2001 2002 where there's some specific things that they said about um they believe that everybody uh is allowed to have pride you know everybody has um, everybody has Jew, uh, blacks, Hispanics, Asians, and Jewish nationalists openly support their racial interests with American taxpayers. They are white nationalists who support a true diversity and homeland for the people, and they are the voice of the white minority and the embattled white minority. Huh? And they believe that there is, yes, this is on their website. Um, go to <laughs> it still sure there, is. They believe they they are the voice of the embattled white minority. Um, They've got over 13 million posts in there. Um, They have open forums. They have some forums that require uh, membership that you have to go deep down into. Within these particular forums, if you go back far enough, which will take you a very long time to go through, um, you'll see where they encourage white men. I mean, you have all these uh, different articles that are very intellectual where they're encouraging uh, white men That number one, you need to have uh own guns, you need to always be prepared to protect yourself and your homestead and your country. There is going to inevitably be a race war because people are after the the territory of the white men of this country there again, they are an embattled minority that is at a threat of becoming a minority. The third thing you're going to see is they're going to encourage people to go into particular Um, they encourage young white men to go into particular uh, professions. The top two professions that they encourage them to go into are law enforcement and corrections officers. And they say for a couple of reasons. Number one, because it allows them to maintain physical fitness and they can practice training uh, for this day when it will come when they have to, as soldiers, always be prepared to protect themselves and fight for what's right um, number two, the other reason that they need to go into these is because they feel these professions are not watered down with affirmative action, where basically black women are taking all of their jobs and minorities are taking all their jobs and there's this uh, <clears throat> idea that their spots are being um taken from them and given to undeserving minorities they're basically being phased out um mm-hmm. in addition, the subculture of this that it is spun off into is, I mean, you can see this on YouTube, some various places you really will find it through the homeschool networks, not all homeschool networks, but there are some strong alt-right homeschool networks that there's a, a subculture that is like a, a movement of like this anti-feminism for white women to have babies, to populate, um, you know, the, because they are to submit to their husbands, almost like 1950 style. The homeschool, the homeschool population, uh, according to the Department of Education, I forgot to add this in there. The homeschooling population, student population, doubled between ninety nine and two thousand seven to so one and a half million students. Golly so and um, yeah, so it's not a children's first movement. It is, uh, you know, an ideology first movement, and. This is what a former homeschool person says. He says, it's a massive well-oiled machine ideology that is churning out soldiers for the culture war. Homeschooling is both the breeding ground, literally when you consider the quiverful, quiverful concept and the training ground for this machi- machinery. And I say this as someone who's raised in this world. You have people that are like kind of speaking out about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's another one. Um, let's see. He says that uh, too frequently these kinds of ideology over children anxiety depression blah blah. There, there's a website Homeschoolers Anonymous, um, and they uh, where they have a lot of um, testimonials that are appearing on there where kids are speaking out or that form of their adults now. Um, and then he's talking about one thing. Some of his books, he says he particularly remembers his science curriculum. They used this book called "It Could Just Happen." Which isn't a science textbook. Textbook. It's a an apologetics textbook, which teaches students cliche refutations of evolutionism. And I lost the article that I really had. I found some other articles that I had marked, but the one that I really had wanted to point out was the one. There was a a, a lady who was um. She lines out everything that they are taught within. The curriculums can vary because it's technically private school, Mm -hmm. but she talks about how they are taught how to refute arguments against their ideals. They know by the time they're 14, 15, they know how to argue intellectually anything that anyone would say about uh, nationalism. And they believe it in the guise of, you know, religious, so little things, like, oh, I don't see color, stuff like that. they way past that. They're way past wow. that. It's like, intellectually, they're on a whole another, uh, they're on a whole another front store. So when you hear Trump come out and you say, he said, make America great again, we know a lot of us thought, well, he's doing this dog whistle to our grandparents, the people from the 50s and 60s. No. He's doing a dog whistle to the people who have been being prepared since the 90s in school that they need to return back to the values that they had. So, when you see these behaviors, when you see these things coming out, this is right up under our noses. In addition, what has also increased as a result of Stormfront number one, hate crimes have tripled. They have tripled. The number of arrests. And of um, uh, hate crimes, and many of them being traced back to storm front members, has increased. All this is information that can be found on the Southern Poverty Law Center website, um, FBI.gov. Um, you can go to Hate Watch blog, which is a derivative of the uh, Southern Poverty Law Center as well. They track uh, hate groups across the United States and track their activity um, and track their growth and what they're doing and how many they are per capita and all that stuff, and where they are regionally. Um, in addition to hate crimes increasing, also within the prison system, you have uh, this type of white nationalists because they're more being arrested, there's that uh, that increase in their white nationalist type gang violence in there as well. So, um, you know, that is part of that, you know, we have soldiers um, that are ready, there's this manifest destiny that's coming down the pipe. And, um, two additional things that I want to throw in before we even, you know, I know you guys want to jump in. I know y'all been looking at Stormfront, so two two additional things I want to mention as well, uh, kind of to support this idea that I think our eyes collectively are looking in the wrong place. Um, One is that um, in places like Mississippi, for instance, in Mississippi, they have uh, suspended the um, allowing people to get gun licenses till at least the end of the year. Now, that my family's from Mississippi, cousins, everybody, you know, got a huge family on both sides that live there. What concerns me about that is that um, you've got these groups of supremacists all over the United States who have been in formation. They heard a dog whistle when Trump got in office. Hate crimes increased when he got in office. Displays of white nationalism publicly Increased when he got in in office, everybody was so shocked by the Tiki Torch March <laughs> because it was young people. It was that was what shocked people. <gasps> it's young people. Yes, they're the ones who have been they have been preparing. The other part of this is the alt right homeschool network that has been built. It is huge. Now they prepare warriors, so to speak, in the homeschool network not to transact physical violence but to go after legislation. You have these kids that get basically going into the leadership networks. They're they got all the time. They got the resources and the materials. And they um have different leadership networks. They teach them um, you know, you have these ideals that are being put into them that have a religious base. Uh they are taught um along the lines of uh, some of it's little Calvinism is, is dipped into there. And um, they are taught to use their brain power to protect and to fight back and to restore and maintain values in this country. So you have kids who are homeschooled. Um, homeschool in most states now is considered private. That means there's no regulation. So if I homeschool my child, my child can be 16 and I can say, hey, I believe that my child has completed an equivalent of a high school curriculum and I'm going to put them in college right now. They're done with high school. And when they go to college, if they don't pass their minimal test to get in, I could just let them take some remedial courses until they're ready to take regular courses. Um, You know, so meanwhile, you got, you know, and of course, they could work in our favor if people would work that system. But my point is just that that's what you have going on. And so it's almost like there's a huge underbelly um, of this, that of, of the people that President Trump was speaking to. Hmm. You know, it's not the elite that can put their kids in private school. It is those ones that are pulling their kids out of the public school. They're biting the bullet and being a one-income family so the wife can stay home and homeschool the kids. And they are going and buying into these ideals and they are creating an intellectual army. Uh-huh. And they have also created a literal aggressive army and they are ready. And they have been in formation. And they, they were they were information before Trump was elected. They were information when Obama was elected. This started back in the nineties. This this thrust. And it, that and what's interesting is that that website's been around since ninety-five-96. It's only been taken offline once for a month. The FBI took it offline in twenty seventeen hmm. for a month. Wow. It was right back. All of this is right under our noses and almost in our face. It is not coincidental, all the video that's coming out there with rioting, where you during the riot, uh, the protests and the riots, where you have these agitators coming in and doing what they are, uh, you know, wanting to do at this time. It is not uh, the increase in um, the, the issues. If you really were really to even go look through the Department of Corrections issues and complaints, you'd be overwhelmed. <laughs> um, nobody, of course, cares about the prisoners, though. No, nobody cares uh-huh. about them at all. But but in particular, this police violence that we see, everybody keeps asking themselves, why would they do that? Why would he kneel on his neck? Oh my gosh, why would he it looks like he's punching her in the stomach with the taser. <laughs> he's, yeah. doing he's doing that. He's doing that. He's doing that. He's doing it in front of our face. Yeah. We have to stop saying why and we got to start understanding that that is really what is happening. And one of my biggest fears with President Trump being reelected is the reinforcement and the re-emboldening of this this uh, underbelly that is increasingly becoming increasingly agitated, and and almost like okay, it's time we've had enough. And you know when you when you look at the uh, Hate Watch um, blog from the Southern Poverty Law Center, two or three times a week, there's something major on the 23rd of june they put out something that the the in the the title of of their most recent uh, june 23rd article was there is no political solution accelerationism in the white power movement because that that white power movement is strong it is legitimate it is not for play it's for real and um a lot of what we're looking at is distraction from that. I don't know that that's something that we necessarily need to be trying to fight so much. If it's something that we need to understand, it's real and be aware of.
0: Well, I definitely didn't know anything about it, Nikki, till you brought it to our attention this week. And I'm listen. I stumbled upon some of that on their website, and I was dumbfounded. I was just sitting there, like, okay. Somebody's paying the bill to continue to host this uh site. Somebody wow, they got a headquarters. Wow, they got a phone number. I, I was just sitting there like at the simple things, just yeah. amazed, like okay, they really they really are about this, but
1: and did you see where their headquarters were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in Florida. Yeah. It, you know, which is also that's the other thing that I forgot to say. Um at back at um I haven't found it again, but I remember back when I first was looking <laughs> at them, they also were encouraging people to retire and move to Florida. That, mm-hmm. you know, uh that's where they're excuse me, if you see a lot of that going on lately, but I think Florida is a hotbed um of supremacy because that's where they are linked up. That's you know, that's that was a, a homestead, but go ahead.
0: No, I was just saying that when I stumbled upon it and looked at some of the topics, I mean, they were, they were deep into discussions and about, you know, what they're fearing to lose and what they thought it, or what they think is going to happen. They they are really ready for a civil war. And I mean, yeah. the discussions were deep on what type of slugs you need to be getting and, and, you know, and if you're in areas where you're outnumbered, you may want to get enough rations to where you could just camp it out because you're not going to make it in traffic if it's five o'clock in the evening. I mean, I mean, it was detailed, you know, and it, it kind of broke my heart a little bit because I read one yeah. part where it was an 18 year old kid said, Hey guys, I'm 18. I live with my parents, but I I'm, I'm ready to get myself geared for this. Cause he says, I, I think I think it's coming. I mean, this kid is just straight in fear for his life. And he's asking them on how does he need to protect himself because he lives in DC. And I was like, wow. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I mean, the, the conversations were just I mean, erratic, but one one Hispanic guy, he says, Hey guys, I'm half white, I'm half Mexican. Uh, but my dad's white. So you know, I, I feel more obliged to be in this group. And they basically ripped that man in and out. I mean, they... Mm-hmm. I mean, it was no like, love. Basically,
2: like, we don't need you. Oh, it was no
0: love.
1: Yeah, like, go on and get. That ain't not only no love, but no, you don't belong.
0: Yeah, you gotta I mean, and they people. didn't put... They yeah. did not put it nicely. They did not... I mean, it, 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 they made no qualms about it. I mean, and and the thing is, is, I'm sitting here just watching all these things. They use terms like yard ape. That blew my mind. I was yeah. just today years old when I read that word and I said yard ape. I'm like, wow. Oh, wow. So that's a... <laughs> I mean, I guess that was about blacks. And I'm like, wow. So, I mean, they just said basically black men are lazy we just you know we're just you know scum of the earth uh we don't do our women right we don't treat our women right i mean they say we just ruin everything they said we were the reason for
2: uh coronavirus yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. you know what what throws me off yeah. is like and the thing that worries me the most is that and you remember martin luther king's um Comment about in one of his speeches about, you know, the, the, the danger is in liberal, um, yes, white people, and I guess you, you know, who don't believe
1: the, big, yeah, good yeah, white
2: the, 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 the danger is there because I've, I've good, good talked to so many folk. people yeah. and they're like, oh, that's that's such a small part of the population that thinks like that, and they're it's yeah, so yeah, yeah and they, just, they just sprang out. And and, not. and and no one even when we have these conversations, they don't want to even acknowledge that mm. um, Trump, like, because you know a lot of now some of those people, shoot, maybe they're storm part members trying to convince me that there's not anything to worry about. I don't know, but they will they will try <laughs> to tell you how Trump is like. You're reading too much into Trump, and you know we've seen it. Like, oh, you're you're taking yeah. them out of context. You're the the ones who defend what <laughs> we we believe we're seeing right. in in front of our faces when we're like, no, that's a, that sounds like a dog whistle. It doesn't sound like he's, uh, it sounds like he's saying something to a particular group of white people to get them riled up against another group. And when you, when you listen to his, not only, not only his speeches, but also, um, when you watch, um, Fox news, if you, if you saw like the, the, episode of tucker carlson where he got in a little bit of trouble uh because people were like wow he really went off the white supremacist rails because he was sitting there they're coming they're coming for this and they're coming and that's usually kind of Mm -hmm. the mantra because Mm -hmm. trump when he started and and it is now now what nikki hit upon was that it is like this friend like the rich people we should worry about them because they don't care and they're willing to let this happen. Uh, because the rich people aren't going to fight this war. Yes. They're going to use poor white people to fight the war. And you can, so so you can tell that this is a, an element that's been hit particularly hard economically and, and you know, maybe even socially. Um, all these different ways. There's an element of white people that have been hit particularly hard Um, In life, just by life, period. Um, And and they are poor. And they see their jobs going away. And they see all of these things happening. And they... So, what tends to happen is when we screw up as people, most of the time, I think, we don't necessarily want to do, like, some introspective deep dive on what we need to be doing. (laughs) Our goal is... A lot of times, to find somebody to blame for these problems, find someone Mm -hmm. or something to blame for these problems. And I saw it from Jump, and I know you guys saw it from Jump. I know a lot of people who, and I I don't want to, you know, I I always feel like at some point somebody's going to try to say, oh, they're white bashing. But I'm not. Like, I believe that there are things that black people can see because we have been through a lot of stuff before. We've Mm -hmm. seen we've seen how we're treated by not just white people even there's a certain there's racism there's racism yeah. in liberalism there's racism in that elitist you know liberal attitude too um but we have seen what happens when we get attacked by white people who for some reason feel like they should be where we are um and they should have a certain status and a certain they should be in a certain place and when they aren't in that place or they don't have that certain status, they don't look necessarily always to like what could I have done better. They look at, oh well, affirmative action. Whenever you hear somebody throw that out, affirmative action, they feel it's because they feel like you had an opportunity that you didn't earn whenever someone throws out affirmative action. And since and you know, I, I will say that we're probably not talking about the the readiness group ever. So they don't even know the they don't even know the statistics on affirmative action, right? They're not they don't they don't know that the majority like we're not even benefiting from affirmative action, right? Our hire
1: exactly. uh,
2: But well, oh no, 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 I'm just thinking like you know they. I remember when I first started at a particular place, somebody you know it took a couple of weeks before somebody well you know also the one of the reasons you were hired, Adrian. Like I'd already been told you know hey I I can't yeah.
1: Yeah, it was oh, yeah,
0: coming.
2: Was coming. <laughs> I knew it There's always like, one. There's yeah, always was like, one.
1: There's always one Let you know. They got to let you know. I, they I probably you know. looked
2: like I, I was confident, and they we got to kill this now. <laughs> um, but because but, you know, I'd already yeah. been told, hey, you know, you were one of the only ones who actually demonstrated what we asked them to demonstrate. Like, you know, you just, everybody else came in like they had already had the job, and they didn't even demonstrate what we asked they didn't know how to use we 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 asked them to know how to use and you came in understanding it and all mm-hmm. that you know and you did it and um but like I, of course I was told you know well you know also there's a diversity push cuz that's the new like you're an affirmative action hire somebody said well, uh-huh. we're trying to, you're there's a diversity push and so they see you and I'm yeah. like Yeah, yeah, it's like oh so it has nothing to do with my talent i am diverse no no
0: no you You don't have merit
2: yeah yeah it's like i am just diversity (laughs) so you're willing to so i could suck and you're willing to have the. so you're telling me which is completely illogical that you the school is willing to have a bad reputation because i it like say i came in and i sucked like you know say i (laughs) came in and i turned out to be terrible the school is willing to risk it all because i would make the school diverse which,
1: yeah, yeah, which is not
2: something the school can afford. If you know how accreditation works, they can't afford.
1: This, <laughs> they can't cannot afford, afford
2: the diversity initiative guide. They can't right. afford that. You have to have. You no. have to come in with something rather than your your skin color. So
1: you have to. We've
2: all learned to have that battle to, to 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 have the that in their our minds ready because we know somebody's going to hit us with that. But um. Uh, oh, wait, and, Nikki,
1: because I need, Adrian, you I brought up something really good. No, so you were brought up you talking about the wealthy white people versus the, um, you know, those the, the maybe the middle and lower class within this movement. There's also a little bit of that same kind of old school, new school, and conservative versus liberal, um, you know, mix going mm-hmm. on. And like um, right around the time of the Charlottesville rallies in t- 2017. Um, one of the, the these people came out at the rallies and um, what happened within the alt-right supremacist movement, they broke into some different factions, but they still have the same goal but one of the terms that they started talking about at that time was optics. Now, optics they say is, look, we've got to, from a PR perspective mm-hmm. we've got to appear, we can't be looking like yeah. Nazis we have to infiltrate things and we have to appear political or we have to appear a different way um, so that we are not, um, so we don't look like clansmen. And then you had kind of the, the younger generation that was like, screw y'all. And they actually used this term and I hope it doesn't offend anyone, but it's the term that they use. You had optics group and then you had what they call the optics cucking group. And that oh. term cucking is really like a reference to Pornography, where somebody watches people sleep with them, the man, a man watch somebody sleep with his wife. So, um, they called it optics cucking basically because they were like, Look, screw y'all, we're not going to do that. We're not gonna, um, we're gonna come out and be who we are at these rallies. And it kind of had a little small underlying faction because one of the reasons they even had that whole thing was this whole unite the right rally. That's what that whole Charlottesville was about. Mm. And I want to read this statement from uh, one of the neo Nazi leaders named um, Andrew Anglin. And he's uh, he, he said this was in response to, he didn't say this part, but basically one of the leaders in the movement said that um, many of the people that came to the Unite the Right rally were people who weren't used to being off the internet. And they didn't know that their identities would lead, being in public would lead to real world uh-huh. problems. And hmm. so um, the neo-Nazi uh, leader, Andrew Anglin, wrote this in, after the Unite the Right rally um, to telling people that it would be potentially life uh, ruining. And this is what he said. He said getting doxxed as a neo-Nazi street fighter will ruin your life forever. Here's the thing, kids. I want you each to be personally successful. I want you to get good jobs, have good lives, find women, be healthy. I don't want you to ruin your life by showing your face at a post-Charlottesville rally. Everything is different now. This isn't the same as the little demonstrations we did before Charlottesville. If you show up at this event and you are identified, your life will be ruined. You won't be able to get into a university or get a good job. You probably won't be able to even get into a trade school or join a union. You need to protect yourselves. You need to lay low. We need good quality people involved in this thing if we're going to do what we want to do, and getting doxxed as a neo-Nazi street fighter will ruin your life forever. Forever. You don't come back from that. Even if you're only a teenager, you're making a decision that has a very good chance of ruining your entire life. Racial grievance marches are harmful to you. They are harmful to the movement. They are harmful to the long-term goals we have for our people. Wow. This was in the daily stormer on their August fifth, two thousand eighteen. Wow. And so obviously as a result of that, I don't know, as a as a, a black person, you know, in America who's been all constantly involved in the NAACP, when I hear that, there's a part of me that finds it funny because I'm like, that sounds like a respectability stuff. That our folks was telling us (laughs) exactly like Like, it's almost like y'all don't listen to the hip hop. Stop, you know. Go out there and get
2: you that uh, good job. Don't let the yeah. So you know can't be acting like that in public.
1: You can't act like that in public. So a part of me finds hope in the fact that they recognize this, and there is also that there's that part of me that hopes that you're gonna have the younger generation and the more radical generation. A lot of them in this movement have been to prison. Mm-hmm. You know, they are felons. They, um, you know, don't have that same. They they have a, a they have a, a lot less to lose. Yeah, oh, yeah. like that. And so they don't really care. And so what my my small hope is that when they get out there and show they tell um, <laughs> that it's not like it was in the fifties and sixties where when you do show your face and your tail that you can recover. Because now you have a whole faction of America that does not want to be associated with that. And you also have people who are biased, who are ready and willing to use your overt racism as a scapegoat to say, we're not like those people, throw the book at them. So you, so there's that part of me that hopes that that will be the undoing of it and the saving grace mm-hmm. of it, that, you know, as far as this violence that they that they're coming with. But I don't think that we need to be mistaken in the sense that um I, I think it also shows just how deep and how thorough and yeah. just how information supremacy is for its agenda. I mean they got respectability and they got they <laughs> they hood rats. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they got the whole they got the whole gamut, but it ain't just like a couple of a couple of folks like we have. Mm-mm. It is like and they don't have the same agenda as us. This is like, you know, you know
0: I can, I can tell you who together. they don't like. Yeah. They they look at Black Lives Matter. I read so yes. much about how, what they perceive Black Lives Matter to be and
1: they told themselves that it's a terrorist group. Yeah, like, I mean, so exactly. And
0: they're coming after what is ours. I mean, that is being repeated oh, yeah. over and over and over.
2: Oh man, well, They're no, coming we're to give what's ours. notion. But you know what, guys? Was, was that's the reinforced notion, and it sounds like like all of this. Of course, you have to take seriously, but when you boil it down to this very last compound, it's fear. It is fear, and it's and it's it mm-hmm. all goes back to that saying, and I'm sure we've all thrown it out there. I know I've thrown it out a ton, where you say uh, uh, um, equality feels like oppression when you're the group in power, like like we are a majority white nation we are you know black people latino people um all the other groups together will eventually you know eventually be the majority together but that's the key word all of us together and all of us aren't even on the same page but when that 2050 statistic came out when i remember when that statistic came out that's when it started you started to see this fear and a lot of the language is behind they are coming for this and they are coming for that really Um, everybody just wants to live and do their thing and be free to just go make a living come home eat dinner have a normal existence travel a little bit that's Basically, so you can see that a lot of this is like this irrational fear, even when I read like the Mm -hmm. things they say about black people that are just like, I mean, because I, I, you know, I looked on there, you know, when we were all looking and what tickled me was every group has stereotypes, right? Right. But some of the stereotypes right. that they were throwing out about black people were like, where did y'all get that one from? Because that's not even really like a thing. Like, you know, they were like, they don't bathe and they don't. I don't know if there's ever been a thing about I black mean, people. Yeah. Among just the garden variety, yeah. among your garden variety racists, most of them would even admit uh, black people smell pretty good most of the time. Like, they like to smell. <laughs> they they like to smell good. They don't. I'm, I'm the, you don't run right Keep you...
1: the perfume and cologne department. Oh yeah, you. yeah.
2: We 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 don't like being musty. So <laughs> like it it really and and, and Nikki kind of like that. I guess dichotomous think... is, is the right word. Oh my god, I'm trying
0: yeah, to be serious whole, over here, yeah, we we have here have and he
2: over here talking about mustiness. Just like black people not into must. You know, oh, that could be
1: whole no, show. nah. You would you would get yeah. Shame. Oh yeah. And you will get told oh, you like, you, we don't like ash. Yeah, yeah. We don't like ash and we don't like we don't, ash and yeah. mustard. Yeah, we, we just not, been,
2: not then gonna let us be that.
1: Chap lips. Yeah. Add, add chap lips on there and that's somebody. We it. don't
2: do co funk. <laughs> no.
1: Nah.
2: That is we the. Don't mix the funks. <laughs> no, you don't do kalamba. Nah, that and is funk the trio. <laughs> what
1: is it that they that call? Boom. Bell pepper <laughs> celery. You <laughs> can't be doing yeah.
0: that, yeah. that bro. By fabric.
1: Yeah, you can't, you can do that, boy. I mean, you uh, we don't, we don't do funk, we, no. do we don't do ass, we don't do. And your, and your hair better be so. Good. That was... human. Uh, and that's what tickled me but about the
2: whole. You know, I, I'm here. I'm reading the most horrendous things about black people that I could ever uh-huh. read. And I'm like, now come on, uh-huh. y'all. Y'all know we don't stink. You know, uh-huh. I mean, that just hit uh-huh. me. You know, like you know, we like to smell. Uh-huh. But... I got to
0: get this off my chest. I got to man. Let me tell y'all. Here's the funny part, because I'm gonna go on and just let this out. I know we've been serious, because it is serious. It really is. Stormfront <laughs> ain't no joke. But man, I gotta tell y'all this. Man, I, I gotta know. be honest. I gotta be real. I read this one part, and it was talking about ghetto, ghetto behavior. <laughs> That's what it was. that same part. Oh yeah. my god! This man said he went to a Harley Davidson. <laughs> I saw chip.
2: that I, was, that's I, I cracked up I cracked it. Say, it. I,
1: mean, I didn't see that one oh, tell me about he it said, what he, he said
2: everything was great
0: then he got in there and it was two Negroes. <laughs> I'm not sure he used that term, but there was two he Negroes. Just, he just say
2: Negroes, I believe. I, I okay, know what
0: okay, you're about. He, okay. <laughs> I mean, he was very articulate, and I was looking at how he wrote. It was he wrote articulate. Every word was spelled correct, which just blew my mind. Punctuation I mean, was. So, I mean, punctuation, yeah. punctuation was that old was intellectual it was on point. So whoever this person was, he's got some money. He He's smart. So anyway, he say, he I got in the Harley Davidson dealership. Everything was great till I got in. He said, when I got in, he said it was two Negroes in there by these bright orange and neon green Harley Davidsons that they had just bought. Negroed he, said, he said, he said, like Negro up. And boy, he said, "I never." He said, "I, I
2: didn't." Fill out
0: at the same. Ma- time. He said, "I didn't even know that Harley had so much aftermarket shit."
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he said, "It was so much." He said, "It was so much plastic on the motorcycle." "He said, he said I didn't even know Harley had neon green motorcycles." <laughs> He he said, but y'all know they play that. He said they play that rap, that Negro Babble. He called rap Negro Negro Babble. Babble. And then he said, said, so he cranked up. He said, so they cranked up their motorcycles to ride out. He said, but you know, they had them extra speakers. He said, so you can hear the music. <laughs> oh, the <laughs> pipes! <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I said, wait a minute. I said, wait. The visual I, brings man, joy to my soul.
0: I, I pulled my wife in the room. I said, honey, I said, this man ain't lying. He is not lying because he had too many details. In this story. Oh, I'm yeah, he, way
1: too many details. <laughs> but you know,
2: it's like like <laughs> oh, even with I'm sorry. That, like that's, re- funny. No,
1: no. that's my that's my uh, new term. he Negro
2: up. 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 I'm probably gonna uh, grow up a real bro, quick man.
1: after
2: you know <laughs> it, it, it tickles me because even my kids when um <laughs> old DeSantis dropped oh. that monkey this up. My kids were like, oh. they they were using that as a joke all the time. Oh. Don't you monkey this up, dad? don't you monkey this up Uh, you know what kills me is you have like these two separate like even in the language they use like you have kind of this radical like we don't care but even when you see like richard spencer on tv he'll sit down with black people and just be as polite and now according to him he just wants us to be separate he doesn't believe we should be together yeah, yeah. But that, I, one guy was talking tourists, that
0: way too. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But they really, they really want to. That's the thing that gets me is is when you have those conversations with people. And I'm, I'm tell y'all about this one thing I, I was thinking about. But we, but we always go on these. We, we, somebody will mention something. I'll be like, Oh yeah, that too. But the the thing is, Girl. yeah, exactly. Because I'm I'm su- supremely ADHD, ADD. I don't really have the H, but <laughs> but like you, you. You listen to them and say, "Why can't white people have pride groups?" And I'm like, "There is nothing wrong with being proud of whatever you are right
1: our right.
2: our perspective uh any group that has emphasized white pride has also emphasized keeping their foot in the ass of every other group, and that that oh, yeah. to,
1: they've also <laughs> emphasized glad yeah, it,
2: It's, and it's else. like you can be proud." That's always been my thing. It's always been weird to me. I've never understood for one thing how you can just have such a deep in ground hate for people who are different from you. And 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 um and then just
1: And why your pride has to be centered yeah. in the hate. Yeah. It is why does that have to be the the focal you point? Know, the thing. The Yeah. The unifying factor, yeah, that that we hate other yeah. people.
2: Yeah, and it's like, that's to me, yeah. that's not real pride. Like, I can be proud of myself and then still have lunch with everybody. You know, it's like, but I was thinking about when you were talking about uh, the respectability, Nikki, and all that, like, so you remember, uh, Air, I, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before, but like Lee Atwater's speech to Ronald Reagan when we're talking about the Southern strategy. And Mm -hmm. and it's like, uh, you start out, Lee Atwater was, you know, kind of talking, and he was like, how you can win the vote of racists without sounding racist, and and there's a correlation to me, even though like, they were way more subversive back then, in the 80s, you know, when they were having this discussion, as opposed to, now, Trump it was obvious enough for us to see it, but still, there are, you know, we we all have white co-workers, white cohorts, white colleagues who were like, "You're reading too much into it." That's because that's always thing. Like we'll see, yeah. it. And we'll be like, "That's outwardly, openly racist," but you listen to Lee Atwater. No. Like, I don't feel You like guys that. are so it's sensitive. Like that to me, um, you know, you guys are so well, sensitive, you know. Uh, but you know, when Lee Atwater was advising Reagan um, and I'm pulling up a couple just because I want to um like go into both of these because you just look at how kind of mm-hmm. these discussions went down but <clears throat> Lee Atwater was like telling Reagan or just saying, you know, during this interview, you start out in 1954 by saying N-word, N-word, N-word. And then he's just he, and, and he's very like clear about how this is supposed to work is was the killer you know he said by 1968 you can't say n-word that hurts you backfires so you say stuff like uh forced busing states rights which we, we still hear do, right states we rights still hear that. and all that stuff correct and you're getting so abstract now you're talking about cutting taxes and all these things you're talking about are totally economic things. And the byproduct of them is blacks get hurt worse than whites. Mm.
1: We want to cut this.
2: Right. We want to cut this is much more abstract than even the busing thing. Uh, and a hell of a lot more abstract than inward inward. So mm-hmm. that's just like you listen to how there are, you know, so way back in the day they they yeah. were um trying to um say that uh you know this is how you say things and you can be divisive you can
1: they were doing optics mm-hmm, back yeah, then yeah
2: it, it was all optics they were like optics we back had then. to clean it up but we're still gonna we're well, still dropping this, these bombs
1: the new generation of millennials you know if you think about what has gone on with, like, say, NAACP, where so many people are like, oh, gosh, they're stagnant, they don't do anything, so you had the breakoffs of things like New Black Panther Party, and I mean, even the Black Lives Matter movement, where so many people were like, great, let's go into that, because NAACP isn't doing anything. You have something similar, because the newest leaders in the alt-right movement, there's one in particular named Bradley Griffin. He was born in 1980, mm-hmm. okay, so he's a millennial. Um, he literally authors, his blog is called Occidental Dissent, mm-hmm. O-C-C-I, mm-hmm. Occidental Dissent, D-I-S-S. And he is a, um, a, basically a thought influencer within the alt-right movement. And he, as well as a few other uh, people, they have uh, authored what they call like... Um, what's the term, I mean the exact term. It is called okay, here we go. Yeah, you have the white nationalism one point oh, two point and three point oh. Okay. That's why they have the whole unite the right because they got their own issues going on and they trying to all ah, let's come together and quit fighting wow. so we can, you know yeah, wow. yeah. So that's what the whole the yeah the Charlottesville rally was a uniting the right thing. That was the whole thing. Let's unite the right. Uh, but get the uh, white nationalism 1.0 is a period that's considered to have lasted from like the 1970s to the to the 2000s. Then 2.0 is like around 2000 when they started adopting that alt-right moniker and Bradley uh Griffin was one who helped adopt that. And then 3.0 is really like post-Charlottesville and um Bradley is one who has basically, he literally he's trying to articulate a new vision for the movement. And he literally has like a series of articles on his blog that outline what is that going to look like, you know. And again, it is so. Um, and what what I find interesting as I look through these things and I read it, and it's, um, you know, one of the things that's so interesting is the 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 intellectual leveled project plan and strategy mm-hmm. on that's so holistic on. How do we do this thing on every single solitary level in every single way? Mm. How do we do it where we play optics? Yeah. And then how how do we do it to where we have room for everybody to participate with what they can do? If you're a conservative, if you're here, you can give money. If you are here in this place, you can legislate. If you are here and you want to be a foot soldier, you fight. Mm-hmm. You know, but we all are doing it for if you're a woman, you do this and you influence this way. We're all doing it for the same uh-huh. thing. We that that whole spirit of unity. And what I find so interesting is that the, the one of the main things that has been consistently attacked in Black America from slavery and beyond is the ability to unify, even yeah. though they're even though people think we're monoliths. But that, uh, that, what are the blacks doing? What are you doing? What are you thinking that? Oh, that's, that's reverse racism. That's this. That's discrimination if you have this. A lot of those accusations and the gaslighting, it's just like the cheating husband that comes home and starts accusing his Man. wife of cheating because she put on makeup to go to the grocery store. Uh-huh. He knows what he's doing. Uh-huh. So he's going to gaslight the hell out of her to keep it off of him. And not just to keep it off of him, but because he carries his own guilt of what he's doing it's the same thing a lot of what we are consistently assumed and accused of is because there is the, the factions of white america that know that know the violence that know what goes on there but that just has the house rules of in a code of this is what we do and this is what we don't expose and this is how we roll mm-hmm. and so i just find that to be just you know fascinating Especially because, you know, as a, as a people, we really don't have house rules. We really don't have a way that we move, um, you know, collectively. Um, and, you know, we don't, you know, and, and, and that's something that we'll just have to, again, you know, I guess, work around. And I don't even know that it really matters much because, again, I don't think the change is on us. The change has to be done by white Americans who feel it needs to change and who are. Who put the change who put the changes in motion themselves. Most definitely. So, that's my squirrel there. But yeah, Bradley Griffin is one to follow because again, we think, oh, that's just a radical person. <laughs> no. Nope. Uh-uh. There's more. Nope, nope. <clears throat> that is a radical person who has three hundred thousand plus followers. And this is just the followers. Just like you know, this is not who you influence and touch. This is not who the followers touch. This is the three hundred thousand people that have time to follow you on the internet every day, and listen to your podcast yeah. and stuff like that. Not this is this is not even you know. Uh, again, that that rally in Charlottesville didn't come out of anywhere. Exactly, it didn't come out of nowhere. Yeah, and that, and that, it that
0: should have been a wake it, up call for all of us, right there. I mean, that they the, were all the able tiki to.
1: torches <clears throat> were the crosses.
0: It, wow, yes, they were.
1: The tiki torches were the crosses. You know, this is. Again, you're talking about in plain sight on blogs, on their podcasts. uh Stormfront still has a podcast. Yeah, uh, I saw that. Various members within it have podcasts that they literally are speaking and giving out. They're they're telling their moves. You
0: think we you think they're we can get an interview? Moves?
1: <laughs> we may be able to. We
0: should. We should probably
1: reach
0: out. I might. I Except might do that. I mean, they don't scare me. But I because all I'm gonna do is laugh. Because I mean, honestly, I know they're serious. <laughs> I know they're serious. But it's like, you know,
1: that's a good idea, Bishop.
0: I mean, hey, you know, I can so go serious. get, I can go get me one of the little cricket phones real quick. You know. <laughs> It, it, they
1: tell it. you. Let, let's, say, <laughs> let's set it up because they are unapologetic about their agenda. And you know they, they of course they have people in the agenda that hate us, but you know they're people and their title influencers will have no problem speaking to us. And letting us know very kindly what they're what they're doing. Yeah, I I mean, mean, yeah, but again, they, I don't think this, they're not a. not I mean, that
0: is the stated on on the very front page. Hey, hey, we're unapologetic. This is what we believe, and hey, feel free to sh- go ahead and check out all thirteen thousand
1: of our. Yeah, check out all the resources. Thirteen million. Wow. Of our yeah, our posts. Thirteen million posts. Go ahead and check those out. Um, any questions you have, just go ahead, and jump right in. Here are the rules of posting. Yeah. You yeah. know, check us out, and you know, learn. I mean, it's like all there. Like
0: I be like Tootsie Roll Pop being good to me because Tootsie Roll's all I see. Yes. I mean everything was just starting to light up when I was reading that that website. I'm like, this is really interesting. But on the real, it's um, you know, it's 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 really uh sad that it's gotten to this because they feel as if they are the minority, as you stated earlier. Which and is just so wild to me i mean so, that they are the yeah. ones that are being mistreated because yep, they believe they the fact that we have the shortest month uh that that we call or represent black history month they think uh that every month should be white history month and in my head i was thinking well yeah. every month pretty much is so is. i don't know why is. you feel so beaten and 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 drowned out my thing is is with this with this income let's say the average income uh black household income is a tenth of what the white household income is latest 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 results that that i've that i've read and so i just don't understand if that is accurate and true how is it that they feel they have lost anything
1: they have not lost it. But innocent. you know how it is? You know how it is, though, Bishop? It is because that, that that statistic is concentrated in a certain percentage of the population. It does not include all the working poor white people and the dirt poor white people who <laughs> have been told that this is not the place that they were supposed to end up. Yeah. That this was my country and I wasn't supposed to end up here. And that, you know, the, the the reason that they renamed it been renamed white nationalism is because again there were national and that yeah and nationalism is that i think that as a nation this is my nation and i'm entitled to it and anyone else that has it before me that's a problem and basically you know they should have did or no white folks left behind because the ones that were left behind they were left behind but they also Instead of looking at their brothers and sisters and skin folk, they have said we've gotten left behind because we weren't left behind. It was taken yeah. from
2: wow. us. Wow. Yeah. It
1: was taken, but, and so you know. Oh yeah. no, no, I didn't
2: mean. To, I wasn't going to interrupt. I, I just I, I I've been looking. You know, a lot of it's driven on fear, and if you think about it, if you really, you know, we're, we're looking at this and we're listening to the language and we're. And you have to wonder how much of this is driven by, um, like, people who are, like, kind of the success, the more successful, because it's it, they're, yeah. they're being radicalized in, in a way similar to what we say is happening with Islamic terrorists, when you really look at it. Like, the, you yes. know, they, they, yes. are, they get them young. Um, they mm-hmm. get young and uneducated like that that's one of the things they, they always say about Islamic the, you know the kids who come into Islamic terrorism they don't know anything they don't know better they don't know you know they, they, they just come in raw, and so mm-hmm. you yeah. have them they're they are young they're ignorant and ignorant not in the fact I'm calling them idiots but they're not educated to everything learned, yeah, they just yeah. don't have the knowledge and then they they just inundate them with this fear of difference and fear of change and fear of, and, and no statistics like Bishop said, no statistic shows that they're in any danger except for that 2050 statistic. And it's not even it doesn't even really show danger because they will still be as the majority of, uh you know, at one group being the majority of anything, they will still be that they'll be the majority minority. And then it will yeah. just be all groups combined that will be white. I mean, that will be not white, you know. And that worries them. Yeah. And then, so you look at the language now, like we looked at Lee Atwater's language, which was pretty subtle, right? You know, I mean, it it, it was it, he tried to roll it up, and it's like when you feed a dog some medicine, you roll it up in something that they like, and you give it to them that way. <laughs> yeah. So he started talking about all these things, these policies that would, attempt, uh, you know, hurt black people more. And so people could take that like, oh, well, i gonna be all right. Which I still think is kind of like yeah the reason people like they're OK with Trump because they're like, oh, well, Trump's rhetoric isn't going to affect me. Nothing he does is going to affect me. And then you look at. Yeah. But then you look at like recently the way Tucker Carlson did it, like because it feels like Trump and Tucker Carlson lead more from that fear. Like Lee Atwater tried to roll it up in some kind of policy in the 80s. Like, uh, oh, we just sprinkle a little policy on this and we'll move on. And that's how you got the terms like welfare queen. Like, you know what? Somebody shouldn't be living off your money. You know, stuff like that. But then you get you get Tucker Carlson and we remember Trump's infamous, infamous speech. These are bad hombres and they're coming for your jobs and they're coming. And, and that is a, a Popular refrain with them: They are coming, and with Trump, he started with the the Mexican population. He, they're coming for your jobs. They're they they're sending their rapists and their criminals and they're you know and these the, just people that are just coming. Then <laughs> they're bad and they're going to come for this. And then, but you listen to Tucker Carlson, like just a few weeks ago. As a matter of fact, he lost advertisers when he was talking about the the protests and the, the you know some of the places where they were rioting and everything and. He was like, he said, this may may be a lot of things this moment we're living through, Mr. Carlson said, but it is definitely not about black lives. And remember that when they come, and remember that when they come for you. So similar language, right? And, and then he ends it, he says, and at this rate they will. Mm-hmm. So there's no way, really, like even his advertisers, you know, now Fox News they say I mean it's it's like there's good quality racism on there like all day. So for <laughs> you to say something um so racist that you lose people who were already advertising on Fox you know, Fox News. Right. Then you know you know that at this point you've crossed over into this realm where we're and, and people always say it, it's normalization you know we're normalizing this language instead of racist yes. instead of hate groups they're the alt-right they're nationalists they these words that you know like alt-right doesn't sound as bad as racist or hate group alt-right sounds like we're just a little different we're just we're just over here and, and we're the alternative we're the alternative right that's what we are we're we're over here and if you don't like right Hey, guess what we got over here? We got some alternatives to this. Hey, you
0: don't like facts. We got alternative facts. Did y'all
1: happen yeah. to did y'all happen to check the poetry section of um
0: no. <laughs> Stop, Stop. <laughs> stop,
1: oh. stop. Stop. Oh, stop. Stop. <laughs> oh.
2: Stop.
0: We no. No. Is like, this can't. what we not gonna do. Is sit here and talk about their poetry skills. Racist no, man, poetry. No male. It's That's like so they fun. have
1: a section for every. They ri-
0: look. It's they like, really do.
1: They literally. <laughs> but let me
0: tell you, this <laughs> one.
1: Like everybody is included, <laughs> y'all. They are like wow. literally. Like, yeah. I mean, for real. They. I mean, they. They yeah. have like the whole. They had a the whole like slam session for it. Like I'm serious. I mean, like you know. Nikki,
0: how long you been sitting and holding on that? How long you been sitting on that? Like for real? Come on, stop! No,
1: no, no. I was trying. No, let me tell you though.
0: But the uh, one thing that you guys are hitting on, and it is dead on, and that the you know art listeners need to know. I read and I, I copied that over to you guys. I don't know if you saw it, but basically, <laughs> one guy was saying he basically admitted that Trump basically speaks for them in so many ways. Oh, yeah. He said, but he cannot come all the way out and say all all the things. So he says yeah. code words. He 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 alliterates codes to them. And he says, but he is doing everything uh is a Machiavelli. He keeps relating to uh mm. Machiavelli. And he says if you mm. read Machiavelli or you follow Machiavelli every he said every bit of what he's doing is a script right off of Machiavelli. He said it straight up. He said every bit of it he is following it tooth and nail. And I was like, "Wow." I mean, so this man basically is he just went on to say, "Yeah, he that's what he's doing and he wants to make this normal." And I'm sitting like, "Wow." And you know, and he, he didn't lie. So he told the truth. So why can't, you know, other people see it if if the alt-right, as we call it, whatever you want to label this, you know, uh, you know, alt-right is telling you that this is our guy. He's in the office. You know, he's in the top of the chain in the White House. This is our guy. And if they're telling you that, why don't you believe them? Because you know, my mama told me when people when people act fool on you, yeah. believe them the first time. You know,
1: believe them the first time. Please show believe you what it.
2: they are. People show you what they
0: are. Yes, they do exactly. And you know, I try to respect everybody and give everybody their space. But at the end of the day, if if your if your viewpoints and the way your lifestyle is is about oppressing others, particularly mine. That's where we're gonna have problems. That's where I draw the line at. You know, and uh so that's that's it. But no, this storm front is a deep topic. Uh guys, I don't <laughs> I don't know where we could else we were going. Nikki was trying to take us to poetry and uh These supposed just... to have
2: like poetry slams, like I like, mean this ain't that jam. It, like <laughs> like I hate black people and everybody snaps and... Yeah,
1: uh, that's what I mean. Like they, I'm looking at one that's uh, like, cracker lives don't matter. I'm like, what? Like,
0: oh, <laughs> I couldn't hold it in
1: anymore. Man. I couldn't hold it in yeah, anymore. Yeah, but cracker lives don't matter. But before we, they are so jealous of us. They resent us in every possible yeah. way. Yeah, hey, we
2: grow everything what? up, down. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are not oh. doing this. We
1: grow oh. up.
0: Oh after man. Fights. Well,
1: oh my <laughs> I think neon lights <laughs> on Harley. No way!
0: <laughs> oh, we! I'm so glad we. Well, oh, I, I hope we no don't have a this. a listener I from said, storm said, Stormfront yeah. getting onto us uh, right now. Hopefully, they, they they're not it. hearing that. Uh, eventually, the eventually they we will. Some, somebody nice. somebody gonna leak this this podcast out. So I wouldn't be a bit surprised if. If I end you know, up getting a, a
1: voicemail. Yeah, and I think we should touch on it. I think we should maybe touch on it again because the thing about this outright movement, it is it almost deserves to be broken down into different segments because I don't think we understand how deep it goes. Because then the homeschool thing, it's a whole like, different ball game. Yeah. Like because it is concentrated intellectual academic superiority. Um, I mean they have no interference with anything um and it's just like you know this uh this agenda is like it's on a it's on another level, and I think that we you know honestly you gotta say woke and you know I think that's the next step for allies they need to be woke mm-hmm. so they can you know gather their people up too and um yeah so well uh
0: uh earlier this week i i uh we're gonna start having a uh i guess a survey. At least. Uh, so I'm going to read off the results of the uh, survey that I kicked off on Monday. And the question was, has the GOP earned black constituents and their votes? Yes or no. Real simple. So the results uh, after all of uh, this went uh, through was 96 <laughs> percent said that they have not uh earn black constituents in their votes so uh I, you know that's pretty telling uh i i didn't think it was gonna be that clear but uh yeah that's what they stated and so uh, i'm like okay well i guess we don't have a, a lot of diversity on this uh podcast yet but a couple of people said no so <laughs>
2: it might be a, yeah it might be a good thing <laughs> to not have too much diversity right away because these he, listening to all this is like ooh it's deep. But you know yeah. what? You know what's tripping me out. Like okay, so as a matter of fact, I oh, whoa, it whoa, on whoa. It.
0: wait a minute, just wait a minute. It changed eighty nine percent, no eleven percent. Yes, there we go.
2: Okay, it's moving. <laughs> yeah. Somebody listen.
0: Well, we moving on up about like George and Weezy. There you go. So somebody else had to jump in there and say no. Okay,
2: but it's amazing somebody. how how many. You know, I would like to talk about black people who who we need to make trades for. We need to trade. Like, we, I, like oh, I'm, yes. I'm starting we, there. We we're not going to do my, this. Adrian, they're in my we, space. <laughs> they're they're like not. in my space, and I am tired of them. I'm I'm talking about just even some of these I'm like looking at a feed from one that's in my, you know, circle. Not in my circle, but he's in my friends list. and I, my little re-
1: timeline there. They got to go, want, too.
2: I want to trade him so bad. Like, <laughs> like, I feel like, like, uh, and it's just like, golly. I
1: can propose, so let's negotiate. Yeah, I feel like some of them make me feel like we need to negotiate. Yeah, I mean, what are we going to get? Have... To
2: me, it's like, my, my problem is, peace. is that, I, yeah, <laughs> just peace, just, just quiet. Like, because I am so, like, we talk about stuff like this, and this is where I get a little upset. We talk about stuff like this. We know stuff like this is going on. We know that Trump is the reason. Uh, we know he speaks to these people. We can you can listen. And if you're a black person, you should be a little worried that your president is the one riling these people yes. up. You should be worried, and you should yes. worry. You should be you should be bothered, extremely bothered that that there's a chance he could come back in and be a lame duck president because he would be the worst. And and he's already rolling back civil rights policy. Oh and, man, and he's got and people right. And he may not be smart enough. Left and right, and, and he's rolling back policies that make it almost seem like he's trying to do something for everybody. But when you pay attention to the underlying, the underlying things that the 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 policy, these policy moves can do to black people, that's when you discover like, whoa, like this could really screw us up. It won't hurt anybody. Like it's hurting us kind of like what Lee Atwater was telling Reagan, but just much more um, obvious, but black, but but what Trump is, is a master of distraction, so nobody's paying attention to these things that could do real damage. So you look at stuff like just, you know, the things Bessie DeVos, especially the stuff Bessie DeVos is doing in education, that just, people just don't care because it's education. They're like, oh, it's just education, you know. Oh, oh she's killing and, it. And we haven't even talked about, you know, like, well, you mentioned it, Nikki, how Stormfront has the police officers uh you know that that's one of the places they're telling their people to go and you look at how people are still like you look at the things that are happening with the police officers like whenever one gets pulled up on disciplinary action a bunch of them just leave they're retired like the 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 activist the the older white Mm -hmm. gentleman that that was knocked to the ground we see the video it's obvious Like this who is this dude going to hurt in that group with with body armor? Well, and, yeah. well, Trump said Trump
0: said the old man just fell. The old yeah, man yeah, tripped yeah. on himself.
1: But Lauren, you watched again, that again and Adrian yeah, you guys if you think about the the cops that got um the the they were on tape saying about the civil rights. Oh yeah. Uh about I mean about the civil war. Mm-hmm. Now, if it were if we're at work, if you you know, if you're with your co-worker and we're all driving in the car, let's just say we drive trucks. We're on the route. It's three of us. And one of your co-workers starts popping off, talking about, you to get my gun, and you know, we're going to kill all these people. I don't care if he's talking about killing deer. The only reason that you might be like, oh, okay, really? Is because he scares you so long. You know, so much you're trying to make it out the car. Much. Before you run in there to tell HR that something is wrong with this dude. You're not going to listen to that and be like, oh, yeah, that's just one of the meal because it's so outrageous. He's talking about a civil war and preparing for it and getting his new gun to kill all the N-words because that is the agenda that has been the plan, and it is not a for-play plan. It's right here. It's highly organized, and, you know, it's a uh, it, – it, it, and when we hear these terms like back to blue, back to bad. Yeah, yep. Those are those the clarion calls. Those are the blue. It's not a gang. It's a shirt. It's a job. Exactly
2: the law and order.
1: You never hear anybody say that about doctors.
2: Exactly back the white coats. Back the white Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Back the the, the, (laughs) stethoscopes. You know, like what? Like nobody's. And I think that uh, one of the things from their page, they talk about this uh exploitation. You know, and this long list of how whites are exploited burdensome racial preference schemes in hiring. Racial preference schemes in university admissions. Racial preference schemes in contracting. You know, they go through, uh, you know, special punishment for assaults committed by whites if the motives might be racial. That's exploitation. (laughs) But, you know, like, uh, so you don't think that you should be prosecuted for hate crimes? Oh, okay. You know, um, It's this idea that something is being taken, like you said, and just this this gang type, uh, this fraternal order, this gang scene. It's it's clan 3.0. It's clan 3.0. And when you see
2: all of them leaving every time somebody receives disciplinary action, and when you see what happens, you really dig into what happens to those that step up and say, hey, man, you know, this cop is off the hinges. He's brutalizing people. Um... He's brutalizing people, and we need to get them out the forest. Every time there are, I'm going to say every time, there's several cases out there where the police officer who actually, um, the police officer who tells, who does the telling, who 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 actually rats out the the bad cop, they're the <laughs> ones who suffer the persecution. They're the ones who get fired. They're the ones who are black blackballed. They're the ones who are. It just goes on and on. You look at that, man. That is like, horrible. Wow. Like, like, right. like any attempt yeah. at, at weeding the so-called bad apples out is always met with extreme resistance. Mm-hmm. So that, and, and and the fact that so many of them, like when, like back to that white activist when when he was not when he was knocked down, started bleeding and whatnot next thing you know, when the two guys are punished, 52 guys leave behind them. And you keep seeing that. I keep seeing stories like that. This cop punished. This many cops decide they're going to leave the forest. And what does that say that discipline of any kind is looked upon as a negative? Mm -hmm. You know, what Mm -hmm. does that say that they're trying to discipline people and get rid of these so-called bad apples, but when they do that, they're met with extreme resistance. Because
0: there's so, fifty-two more bad apples that just decided yeah. to uh excuse themselves. I mean, man, look, man, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blink an eye when it comes to that kind of stuff because you know, honestly, we need to get it back to where, you know, it it goes back to training, uh, and it it and it dang sure it goes back to background checks. And okay. last but not least, there's nothing in place where they can feel a pinch for anything that they do, uh, that's not by the book. And, and that's the problem. But if you were to go towards their money, their pensions, I promise you, uh, this, this, this shit will stop quick. It will stop. Yeah. It will stop. Because you're you now you're pulling it that money
1: when you start penalizing, <clears throat> yeah, you have to. When you start penalizing, like honestly, like when they all walked out in Atlanta, honestly, I would have said, Good riddance, yeah, I, exactly. I like I honestly would have said, Good riddance, and it would have been like, I mean, you're gonna punish people, okay, no problem. Then everybody's getting written up, you got three days to get back to work, or it's abandonment you know, the job. I'd have sent a mass email out, and we'll just take out, you know, and just roll with it like that, you know. um... And I mean, cause again, you know, this, this punishing people, you know, they're punishing by withholding, you know, I guess their presence or whatever. And, you know, that's crazy because we boycott, they're going to fire us too. So yeah. you know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> we try to leave.
1: Then you be gone quick. You ain't got no job.
2: Right. 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 It's going to be stay yeah. gone. That's it
1: and stay gone and you know the lady right now in one of the groups that my i mean i believe her first name is cherry she works for an apartment uh, a management company on juneteenth uh she wore a juneteenth shirt uh she was like called out and disrespected in front of everyone and apparently fridays is like a day that they're able to dress down and they normally are supposed to wear their property shirt Uh um she didn't they fired her um, they're getting a little publicity now, and they put out a letter. The I mean, think SVG Group is her name. They put out a letter basically saying, "We were wrong. We shouldn't have handled it this way. We've talked to her. You know, it's some things we could learn from it." And blah blah blah. They ain't hired her back though.
2: <laughs> they left her fired.
1: And on top of that, she has to move. Had to move by the thirtieth. Wow. Out of the property. Wow. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, there was no, even though, um, and in this group, they've got an attorney that's helping her and things, you know, even though, um, it's very clear just from a, a regular HR standpoint that they pretty much have violated some things and they kind of are admitting it, but, um, they're standing by their decision and basically are going to dig their heels in to play the long game.
0: Gotcha. Mm -hmm.
1: She's got a clear lawsuit, but it won't matter. Mm they and they playing a the long game and it's actually you know they they covering oh yeah they're going to do that they're going to cover uh, it was an issue of an agitated quote unquote uh you know inflamed superior wow they you know had the ability to make an example out of her and with no accountability and she's but yeah so
2: see so i mean it's just i I it, it it's kind of when you look at the whole picture, it's upsetting because it's almost like, oh, so many battles to fight, so many fronts yeah. that will will be fighting on uh for a while. It mm-hmm. really feels like it'll be a while um yeah it's not gonna be overnight you know? yeah yeah and, and and so when i was joke, I was joking, but I was serious about black people I like to trade because I feel like black people have to be like what is stopping. I guess that's my thing that I would like to discuss on the show one time. What is stopping us from understanding the, the urgency, especially in this time, like you have a president who who seems, seems to have galvanized this type of person that we've been discussing and and making overt racism. Okay. Um, The language normalizes it. The um, we have, you, you can watch him didn't do a great job of it last time, fill up a stadium, which I was happy to see, but at the same time, um, we partially have a disease to thank for that. We partially have a virus mm-hmm. to thank for the fact that that place wasn't packed out. Um, and I just, uh, I am more disappointed in Black people than I am in in anything that he and his supporters are doing because i feel like we should be the ones that know and have a sense of urgency because and i'm wondering what's keeping some people in this like i was uh when obama was president and they're mad at obama so you keep trumping like i don't get it um there's just a lot about black people lately that i'm not getting as well so i would I just am trying to understand along because racists are gonna racist. <laughs> you know, they're, gonna, they're yeah. gonna do their thing. Um
1: racists can agree.
0: You know what, Adrian, we can we can we can definitely if y'all want, we can go through our topics and and <laughs> and see if that's uh something that we wanna dive into pretty soon. If nothing else uh, uh yeah, comes I mean, into the I, agenda. Just... But
2: yeah, it might be a morbid curiosity for me. I just need to understand the mindset
0: I, I of agree. These black people. Yeah, because I, I I got
1: some things I can I can answer that. Anyway, I, 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 we need to go <laughs> yeah. there. We need to go there.
0: <laughs> well, on that note, uh, thanks for Nikki uh pointing out that the uh, Stormfront does poetry because now I'm going to have to go and look that up. Uh, but we just want to <laughs> thank our listeners for uh giving us their ear. Thank you for the feedback uh I've received uh, some positive feedback uh this week uh about the podcast and I mean so they're telling us that we need to keep going uh with it and uh because we're saying things that uh needs to be said and it's giving uh um our black listeners uh you know something that they can dive into and digest and 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 you know, meditate on and, and try to do better. Cause it, once again, this is about, uh, you know, each one, reach one to teach one. That's, that's the motto until we come up with something different until Adrian, you know, comes up with something fancy. Cause you know, he does that.
1: So, <laughs> no, come
2: up with
0: fancy. But, uh, we do thank you guys for listening tonight. Uh, thank you for giving us your, your time and your ear. If you have feedback, uh, any criticism comments, Hey, let us know. I mean, you can email me, you can, uh, leave a voicemail on the podcast and uh, we'll listen to it and and answer it. I mean, so
2: we do thank you. Thank you very much. Um, right. Negro on In your motorbike.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <And> cut. <laughs> All right. Hey, man, you guys are crazy.
1: Oh, man. All right.
0: So yeah, that uh, that happened. <laughs> Nikki was reading poetry. Yeah.
1: Oh, like Black it up, black it down. Poetry. Okay. Oh, my
2: goodness
0: gracious. Yeah. yeah Racism this is this one. funny.
1: They are blacking it all <laughs> yeah, around. Man, I it's it. a storm on our front. <laughs> we must move. They
0: took like, everything from me. Got- yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. you
1: see? Like...
2: oh my gosh make sure way, you nothing. got your it slugs
0: is. I mean man it was down to detail <laughs> yeah. I'm like okay it was
2: so sick. like you'll see something Listen. that'll make you laugh and then you'll
1: y'all gotta look at it Ooh, it's... poetry and creative writing here's the subtitle inspiration and motivation Expand your vocabulary and discover the secrets of our language. Oh my gosh. What? So basically,
2: here's some more dog whistles you can. <laughs> yeah. Much. Uh, it's all...
1: Oh my goodness yeah, gracious. It's all yeah.
2: Stanzas,
1: stanzas a revision. Stanzas pain. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is like, not that serious though. And you know what's interesting is the number of academics in here. All You know, Dr. Doctor so-and-so, Dr. Doctor oh so-and-so, my like all these, you know... Uh, you know, it, it's just it's just it's, it's interesting. It's interesting, y'all. It's interesting. Just like, I mean, yeah, I'm looking at the poetry.
2: It's interesting <laughs> and it's
1: horrifying. I'm sorry, I just was like, uh,
0: yeah. You know, and then what? and then they had a topic about how they treat their women, and I dived into that thinking it was gonna be just as volatile. And oh my God, it was flowers and petals, and I mean,
2: okay. yeah, really?
0: y- yeah. I'm like, oh, so y'all can be sweet, <laughs> 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 not to you, Negro. Yeah. I'm like, it's wow, like,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, man, I mean, not
1: to you, not to you, Negroes at
0: all. No, no but no. I'm saying they they have this code about women and how you should supposed to treat them. I was like, wow. Like, this wow. is what we're doing, huh? keep
1: going to jail. Yeah, they keep going to jail for domestic violence. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> That's just should. They keep going to
1: jail for domestic <laughs> violence. Like, their leaders keep going.
2: Keyword, uh, how they should treat their women. But, like, we're still working on that, buddy.
1: We're... Yeah, they're still working on it. There's a lot. I'm telling they have what's interesting is they have, you see, this clash, this respectability within their. That's threatened to threatens to I, I would say threatens to ruin them, except that you know, this faction, this clan nationalism has never left the nation. Like Mm-mm. like a it didn't stop. No. They kept going. Yeah. They ca ke- you know, they did not stop. They they kept going and it's just like, man, they just, you know, reinvented it. I mean,
0: I mean, they, why it, wouldn't they strong, keep going? Nick it's been it's funded. It's been funded yeah. Through, yeah. Your, mean, guess, through our government in some form or fashion.
1: It really has. Okay, so
0: yeah, why would it stop? I mean, they ain't have to pay for these extra chapters.
2: That's and, that's what the senators is doing and lobbyists. And it takes black people to ask those crazy questions when they see something crazy all the time. Like even he's trying to call Antifa a hate group. He wants to have them designated hate group. Klan been around for centuries. 152 years clan been around forever and and, and, yet we still but
1: they're not yeah we
2: don't feel the need at all to designate them a hate group designate the proud boys a hate group designate you know all these uh all these groups that they
1: uh y'all
0: thank you for listening to the latest edition of the strange fruits podcast If you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or criticism, please be sure to check out our Facebook page and sound off. See you next week.